You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hiya. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And I've just realised the thing I didn't watch properly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too late now. we got to go. It's too late. I've watched Stove. next week. Oh, shit. I've watched next week's. Well, yeah. That as well this week. Uh, on this episode, we are covering the anime that aired the week of the 21st of November to the 27th of November 2021, which will be best remembered for when I tried setting fire to another glove uh, talking of stoves. And so I had to get another... It's holiday season, folks. Yes, I had to get another oven glove, which was not available, so it was replaced in my Sainsbury's order by... Home Robin Dog, the item was described. And I was like, what is a Home Robin Dog? And also the person delivering it to me, who had to tell me that it had been replaced, was also going, I'm not sure what a Home Robin Dog is. It was another set of... It was another two-mitted oven glove, but with Uh, Robins on it. Another few one. Uh, It was the description of what it looked like, not of what it was. I don't know where the dogs come in, though. You can put it on a dog! I thought it was going to be a fun one where we'd have ears and little googly eyes and then when you're taking your pizza out of the oven, you just go like... No, it's just a white and red oven mitt with uh, robins printed on it. Maybe it was a little robin and dog form, yeah. Unless Mm -hmm. it's referring to like when you've got those double mitt ones stretched out, is it the shape of a hot dog? Maybe that's why it's described (laughs) such ways. Um, anyway, a mystery. yeah, describe your skews better, Sainsbury's. <laughs> then, I, then I know what we're getting in the replacements. Uh, but no, enough of skew talk. We need to talk about the vampire that dies in no time. Oh, we can't do that. Mate. We've got a special run in from the Sunday oh, before. Yeah. One Piece hmm. episode 1000 Overwhelming Strength. The Straw Hats come together. Quickly dipping uh, back yeah. in to check in on our. Uh, Old friend, One Piece. Hmm. It's a big party happening because it's like, hey, it's episode 1000. We're in the middle of the arc. We're going to t- it's like, take a moment to remember how far we've come. Yeah, we get the uh, the old intro song, but re-edited for the new uh, characters and the new current arc and that kind of stuff, which was great. But then it opened with Big Mom rolling down a staircase. And I was like, why, why was she falling again? I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> so far back. Uh, she's got to have that cake, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, Luffy tries to get through a hole in the roof and fails, but all the because gang come dinosaurs. together. Mm. And uh, as they all come together in the second half of the episode, we get little flashbacks of well, how we've met these characters along the years, like key mm. moments in their lives. I think in the mm. case of Brooke and Jim Bay, we get to see them as kids, possibly for the first time in the anime. I've not seen every episode. It's possible they have used the mm. character designs. I think in the comic, they're only in the SBS is those two character designs. When mm. someone's mm. written in and said, can I see what Brooke looked like as a child? Well, here you go. He looked exactly like he looked as an adult with skin, but shorter. He, he was um, one of those kids who like matured very quickly. Yeah, but shorter. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Jim Bay as a kid as well. in his little gi. Practicing his yeah. fishman martial arts. Adorable. Uh, there was like some nice moments in there, you know, like you got all the classics in there. You got Nami, you got like, oh, Luffy, please help me. You got Robin, I want to live. You got Zoro, was just like wounds in the back of his horseman, shame. And then oh, it's just like, and, all, and also Frankie was there. No, <laughs> it was Frankie. Frank no, he didn't. He got his most rememberable thing put in, which is his fight with Senior Pink. A fight, which we must remind people, goes on for longer than a year in both the anime <laughs> and the comic. That's a manly fight. Uh, it does, yeah. in terms of like uh, like pivotal moments, like when it was usually around when we first met them and we get them. That's a relatively kind of recent pull for him. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. Like, it's a weird one because a lot of the other guys they got the like you said the please help me the wounds on the back and also the. Um, the nothing happened thing with Zoro. You get like you, you get the them doing the line, but not hearing it. But you kind of hearing it in your head. And you could have done the Frankie thing of him just like destroying the Pluto fucking prince or something like that. He's had cool lines. 
He's a cool yeah, guy. Even, even Usopp got, like, you know, 4 1 being beating the shit out of Luffy and also setting yeah. that world flag on fire. Everyone loves that one. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, maybe they decided at that point they'd put already too many, there'd be too many moments out of the same hour. After <laughs> reminding for the best yeah. arcs. Yeah, yeah, could be. Because really, as Dressrosa, it's Luffy and Frankie are the ones who get the moments in Dressrosa, isn't it? Because Luffy yeah. with Sabo showing up and Frankie with the Senor Pink <laughs> fights. Well, the also, also had to explain Usopp's, like, his current wanted poster where he was, like, he is raised up, like, unto a god, uh, yes. which was in Dean Dark as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is that as well, but... Uh... Yeah, because otherwise a lot of the other characters are kind of just there, or in Zoro's case, constantly getting lost throughout the entire arc. Um, uh, the first half is uh, the people who are on the roof, which is our nine scarabs, um, and also Jack. And also like a shitload of uh, weir people. So yeah. Yes, the, yeah, look, the minks had fought them in the, uh, the, or the ones who are all dressed as musketeers. Uh, had again, all... you can uh, get that old opening. It's like, okay, there's a giant woman rolling down the stairs. A bunch of werewolves are attacking samurai with some other samurai. The f- yeah. Okay, I, I picked also, the bad all, all of the weird people know electricity, con- electricity karate. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I, I never actually like uh, I'd watched an episode uh, where I've seen that in motion. It was an interesting way that they put they put it together. Um, mm, mm, mm. Probably because they're animal people, and probably because it's like you know they're fighting on the snowy thing. I was getting a lot of like um, silver fang, like ginga densetsu weed. However, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. Yeah, the mm. thing which struck me, which didn't strike me in the comic, is when Cat Viper transforms. I realized, oh, his mouth when he's his mouth when he's laughing at this spot is so much like the cat in House, the House. film House. Yeah. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, I really like that transformation. I like the animation is great all the way through, but I do like the transformation oh. when them uh, Dog Storm and Cat Viper transform. Just because, like, when they transform, they put their they get they transform cheek to cheek to start off, <laughs> which is just <laughs> a, a great visual. They like put their heads together and uh, mm, mm. Um, and also like Jack's reaction uh, about how oh, they're moving so fast. Like I like the yeah. fact that Jack is like getting like loads of hit from the minx, but he's knocking them back. But he is really badly bloodied, and he's just like, "Oh no, please God, please yeah, leave me alone!" I, yeah. Just because fuck that guy, really. I know, but <laughs> I, I'm beginning to feel sorry for him. Mm. He got knocked. But, he, yeah, he because he's not as he's not as weird as the other two. He, he's a goon for a bigger bad, but he did a bunch of crimes. I, I'm thinking of yeah. King and Queen. He's not as weird as those two. Um, yeah. So it makes me think, oh, is he the one who's going to get the cover story after all this is finished? <laughs> he just feels like the most sad sack of the three. And uh, quite mm. often they make a good... He he could be turned around into a good guy at some point by having... I'm fine with him of, as a punching bag, honestly. As some sort of weird story. <laughs> He's but, big enough for us. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we'll see more of his personality if we ever get to a, a flashback from Kaido. Mm-hmm. Um, Still not happened in the comics, folks. So you'll be waiting even longer in the anime. <laughs> you mean we're already getting the fucking Zoro's uh, backstory now? So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love it, yeah. Uh, that's just a degree. A degree of that is the uh, incuriosity of Zoro <laughs> as well. Where do swords come from? <laughs> Never thought of it that way. I thought there was grew on the ground or grab a trees. Mm. Then we got the vampire dies in no time. And this is the thing I realised that I haven't watched properly. Uh, We've got the bats close call. Kidnap uh, Capriccio and kidnap Elegy. Um, I'm not sure why they don't divide it up because it's just like the same sketch kind of extended. Yeah, I think it's because they've been doing a standard like three sketch thing for the most part. But some parts require two different bits. Uh, yes, yeah, so in the first part, oh, he successfully turns into a bat. And he um, stays yeah. as a bat because he wants to show off to the boys, whereas, uh, is Ronaldo taking John out for, like, a treat? Just, just because he's, yeah, because he's cute. Um, but he gets, like, he's he gets beaten up by some pigeons. <laughs> 
and um, rescued by uh, the... Oh, she's not the head. She's one of the head... Um... Yes, because we, we meet the head, who appears to be Ronaldo wearing a false moustache with his hair slicked back. But yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. But then later on, we see the pair of them in the same scene. So I really don't know what's going on there. Uh, limited amount of character designs, I assume. But yeah, yeah at least yeah. they have the thing of he is very badly disguised is the joke. Yeah. I mean, and they keep that on them when we're giving the briefing about, okay, we've got this vampire on the loose right there in the middle of this very important speech and it just like falls right off every <laughs> says a certain I mean, like when he, show, he, he shows up to go, he's like, has anyone seen my fake mustache? He's like, you still haven't found your fake mustache? It's just like, that's going to be the joke with him, I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be Ronaldo's father and maybe he wears a false mustache to avoid being mistaken for Ronaldo. I assume it's because he looks like a child in comparison to Ronaldo. He and does. It's just like, it's very baby-faced. Mm, it's not great if you want to have, like, authority, you know? Yeah. Or just jump some, You're suspiciously young for, you know, the head <laughs> of this vampire task force. So you no, really not I have a mustache. Are you a vampire? <laughs> no, I promise. But uh, the bulk of this part is Dralek convincing Handa to convince the others that he's not a bat, he's a crab. Yeah, because she's brought him to... She's like, oh, cute bat. I'm going to bring it to the office, make sure it's not a vampire. But in the meantime, she's stuffed it down her shirt. And he's like, this is a compromised position for me to be find, found in. So I need my best buddy here <laughs> to convince her that I'm actually not a weird vampire bat, but I'm a weird crab. A specific species of crab. And he's just like, mm, pretty sure it's a crab. Increasing um, amounts of... He's just a bad liar, basically, is the is the majority of the joke. But, yeah, uh, the head of the department knew all along because he'd read Ronaldo's book. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good reading. <laughs> I do like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. such a recurring plot point, isn't it? Of like, that's that's the and that's the way the episode ends is because somebody has read Ronaldo's book. Uh, and then the second part is the bit where I'm like, I, I think I know the gist, but I can't remember all the details. Is John goes missing? He runs into uh, it, the John goes shopping, vampire. but like Ronaldo's being a very like he's trying to give him some freedom, but he's like, okay, be back by five o'clock before sundown, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, yes, you go on and like uh, be participate in his uh, five aside uh, five aside tournament. Uh, he's not the ball; he's actually the player. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, is he good at football because he's South American? I was just like, is that the stereotype we're going with here? <laughs> it's a strange one, but I was just like, eh, I'm fine with it. He, he just he just enjoys a bit of soccer. But what are a lot of characters in this, but what the authors perceive stereotypes, so... Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, he he gets delayed a little because he wants to queue up for some... um, I think they're filled donuts, aren't they? Jam-filled donuts or something? Sounds good, anyway. But uh, a sweet treat. Yeah, and uh, Ronaldo's calling up Dral because he's on on the job because there's a vampire on the loose uh, kidnapping kids. And that's a big fucking deal. So he, but he has to ring back the drag. He's like, "Hey, has John arrived home yet?" He's like, "He's not arrived home." Oh no, hold on, he's on the other line. John, are you okay? And John just rang in to say, "I'm fine." But then he got distracted by a moth, and Drog's like, "Oh my god, he's been kidnapped." So instead of searching for this vampire, everyone in town who loves John, because that's the correct way to do it, is um, go. Yeah, we need to go. We need to stop searching for this vampire and find John, because obviously he's been kidnapped by this vampire. Mm. There's a couple of ones there where, like, you know, oh, I better get home. I better get home quick. I got on the wrong train and wound up in Tokyo somehow. It's like, okay, that's all right. I got money. I'll just hop on and get a train back. Um, but he's, he's getting chased around. Um, uh, some kids, like, try and catch kids, him because yeah. there's, a, there's a big announcement. Like, if you've seen John, he goes new. Um, and they're like, oh, kids are like, ooh, maybe we'll get a reward. And John's like, I got to get away from these kids. Mm. Falls in a box, floats downstream, gets on a train, gets on the wrong train. Gets chased by some hairy old man-legged ostriches. I think yes, is the thing. Yes, they have full sets of yeah. teeth in their beaks. Yeah, those yeah. are the scariest monsters I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he gets on the wrong train like once or twice, mm. and then. But he always, he always like he doesn't like hop over the turnstile. He's always like a swipe a pass and go through property because John is a law-abiding <laughs> arbitrero. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm now skipping through it. I, yeah. So the middle segment is him getting lost, and then the final segment is. Uh, yeah, 
the hip middle segment is a, is a lot of John getting repeatedly lost and people screaming the word John. So if you want to hear that, that's a great it's a great part of that episode to tune in on. Uh, but then, ooh, Sujigiri Suj- Nagiri shows up. It's like the super ex- extreme vampire. He makes blades out of blood, but he was made quite the fool of when we last encountered him. And he's like, brilliant, I'll kidnap John, and that way I'll use you as bait to get Ronaldo. If it's just Ronaldo on his own, I can take him. And then it's like, every vampire hunter is out looking for John right now. What the fuck? I've only kidnapped you five minutes ago. Why are they so on this? Are you really important? Do I not know the plot of this show? Hmm. Uh, and John gets taken then by the the actual culprit, which is this like kind of gross, spidery um, vampire yolk. And that's when, that's when like, Robin kidnapping children and destroying them away to, to devour later on. And like Suji Gary and I get one saying, oh man, I gotta get that back. It's actually gonna be like my, my meal ticket. But secretly, I think Suji Giri might feel a little bit sorry for the poor little animal, poor little cute creature, and maybe the children too. Um, well, at several times, like John was like, while he was running from the law and shit like that, John is like patting him on the head and he's like, stop consoling me. <laughs> stop being so kind, John, you bastard. But um, yeah, so he has to save him from the weird vampire monster guy and um, he tries to run away at the last second. And John offers him one of the three donuts he got from himself and the two boys. And uh, he's eating it later when they're arguing over who gets the donuts. And he's like, it's fucking cold. Because, <laughs> of course, it's cold. Yeah. This yeah. late in the evening. Bean-filled pancakes, they were. Bean paste. Bean yes, buns. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, weirdly, I, I must have just not been paying attention during the middle segment. Because I remember everything in the last segment and the first segment. But not the middle one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I might have done the same for next week's episode, so I need to go and watch the middle segment for next week's episode. <laughs> okay. Then we've got the ranking of kings, episode seven, the prince's apprenticeship, uh, which we out with Dida. You will have your drink, young man. We've got my good friend Apis here to force you to take your drink. Get that smoothie down, yeah. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then. And then the mirror says, "Like, hey, actually, he was right. I, he was he was copped on there. That was a resurrection drink. Now to say the magic words and have his body convulse is like, mm, this is bad. This is bad. All of this is bad." <laughs> well, no, but we can't. We don't see any more of that until the very end of the episode. Yes. I think where it says him on a throne. Oh, he's alive. And he's just going sacrifice under a son, I guess. Hmm. It's like, woo, what does this mean? <laughs> ominous, ominous, ominous. But the middle bit of the episode is mostly our two boys and um, our, our new boy of a handsome king. <laughs> prince. That's he's bar. not the king. He's a man who makes Sorry, kings. sorry, he is a yes. prince. You're he's quite right. King. Yeah. That's bad. Mm. It's like, ooh, I can train you. However, I can't pay the bills around here, so... <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm providing the service here. It's in the market of dimes. What do you got? He says, oh, I got my life savings here, says Kage, which is all the stuff I robbed out of the castle before <laughs> I, I got, got sent away. So actually, it's all right. Well, I mean, like, technically, yeah, that is um, that is the kid's money. So, yes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that, that's fine. It's Kage, all legal. Yeah. Kage calls it out. As a, yeah, technically, it's all his anyway. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But the thoughts of as well, he is in tones that, I can train you. However, I can say uh, quite confidently that this young lad here, Boji, he will never get stronger. I mean, he's got nothing to work with. He's, he's got zero. Like zero times 100 is still zero. Um, I'm not sure what you can do, we can do in that regard. But I'll still do yes. my best. We get, we get this story of how he made an ordinary man a king, who I assume was his brother. That seems to be the suggestion, because he's like, oh, I'm a tight gorgeous, unlike my brother. Like, I'm fucking beautiful, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah you're, you're pretty good looking. And it's like, yeah, he was always crying about how ugly he was, but the one thing he had was fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and we see like a little, we, we get like a little bit of him uh, younger um, crying at his looks. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's again, it's a nice, it's not a one for one parallel with the other brothers. But there's definitely Similar. a parallel yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and again, again, if it's made with guts, it's made with Vesper's brains, then that might also be an explanation of why they're trying to keep devils away. But only because I have know a little bit more information that they gave us in the comic and they've not given us here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Only a tiny bit more information because it's mainly those stuff in those first two episodes has got the most missing stuff um, mm. uh, from what I can tell so far. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's the best animated episode <laughs> of the series so far. And mm. it's probably the best bit of story because it slows down and just focuses on these three characters and doesn't jump around at all. Like, it's yeah. essentially like a training arc where, for reasons not given to Kage, it's like, we're going to train him behind this closed door. I'm not going to explain why. But, like, it's fine because we're just seeing, like, them living their life and lots of, uh, like, well-animated moments, but a lot of funny joke moments. I think my favorite is him doing his everything stew that um, he made <laughs> in the first morning. He's like, ah. we cannot let him cook. He <laughs> we is, will he die. Is of, he's a son of giants, and giants are renowned for their, like very rugged constitutions they can digest almost nothing so he has no idea what's bad to eat so <laughs> probably mm. keep him away from the kitchen hey let's cut the floors it's basically all right. he can never get stronger than he is which is like super weak i did like him filling the bucket to wash the floor and then like emptying a bunch out it's like that's a bit too much um but constitution yeah so like i guess his dump stats is strength <laughs> and he just you're cursed to never raise that you're, you're screwed yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 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 pretty much it. Um, yeah, uh, Kage, uh, you can throw on a pretty good fry. Uh, you put on a good spread. Lots of anime food uh, or whatever Instagram accounts or whatever <laughs> put up that kind of thing. Uh, what is it with animes who are really good at depicting like a really nice fry? Ah, that, those eggs look fucking perfection. Yeah, right? there's <laughs> one bit where I was like, you want? To, yeah, I wish there was an eye catch. I think it's the bit where it, where I, I see where the advertising break is. Of mm. where uh, Despa, I think it's when he comes back from the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you spending the money on fucking this guy? Fucking call me out and I beat the shit out of him. Oh, he beat the shit out of you. Hey, you should have seen him, though. <laughs> He's like, with his swelled cheeks, can barely get the words out. <laughs> yeah, there was just like a bit in the soundtrack where I was like, I'm sure there was an advertising break there. And it, if, there was like, if there was an eye catch in here, I, it would. Uh, would have broken up the rhythm a little bit better, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. but that's a minor quibble, and that's just the way it's presented on the Funimation. Nothing to do with the actual mm. show. Um, yeah, I love this episode. I assume the hide. This is my assumption of the hiding, the training, is to do with the idea in history of like there are certain martial arts skills that should only be used by the noble classes and we can't allow a commoner yes. like Kage to uh, see the technique um, mm-hmm. possibly because it might also be a degree of uh, uh, sleight of hand uh, involved mm. on if Despa's part if you know how part. the trick works it's not going to be as good and we yeah. can't yeah. reveal it to anyone who, other than the guy who's going to use it yeah yeah, it's like, like Despa's a good like addition to the thing because Okay, this is okay, it's a round print. Like he knows his stuff, he knows something about it. He's also a total fucking gobshite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just the way he's dressed in the Renaissance, in the Renaissance fashion, he has the big ruff and the massive, massive like uh, fucking doublet, yes. pants. What do you call them? Doublet and yeah. hose. I, I was, I was in the same position as Holes. you, Niall, this morning. I was like, "What is it? He's called? It's not called pantaloons." I was like, "Doublet and hose." That's what it is. <laughs> there was like there was even like good use of it when he's like Boji, you will never get stronger than you are. Boji's going off crying and he kind of runs around in front of him and like Boji bounces off his big inflated fucking pants. Just like <laughs> no, hang on a sec. I didn't say I was going to. I wasn't. I can't make any physically stronger, but I can train you what you're good at. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, just to use it well. It's Takahiro Sakurai doing the voice as well. He was like renowned uh, for playing bullshit artist characters. <laughs> <laughs> I got the right guy then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, best man for the job. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, he's such a great character because it's the physical performance and the vocal performance just ties together wonderfully. Mm, mm. Um, and yeah, mm. it, it's it's a genuinely funny episode, and apart from the bookends of which are horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it still leaves you one day. It's like, oh, if he's been in that room for a week now, and uh, this guy, a little bit of something comes comes patting to the door. He split that rock somehow. How did he do mm. it? Ooh. And uh, like like we've been talking about with um with with Sakugan in terms of pacing and like of like uh, your 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 creepy moments and your funny moments. Like I think bookending it with horror and just having this like super fun in the middle, I think was the right way to do. Much and all as we've been complaining about um 
the adaptation of the show in some ways. Like I think this worked quite well. Like you said, maybe it was intended for commercial break in the middle there, but yeah. it still works. Uh, yeah, I see. It, it, it's a little, it's a little less uh, kind of egregious in what rushing to get the like this was yeah. episode. Episode three was just like, yeah, what the hell is this? Crammed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. there is your everyone your everything stew like just tossing it all in but it doesn't go down too well yeah i do yeah. wonder whether the uh what weapon has he picked whether that was a mystery of the comic or not because i believe on the collected volume it's just right there on the cover um... <laughs> <laughs> but i i did enjoy the thing of him like okay you can pick any weapon i got every kind of weapon in this room and it, it's boji looking at him and thinking it's like okay i i like i love to use the big sword but everyone will laugh at me because i can't pick it up i'd love to use an axe like my dad but i can't because it's too big maybe i can pick up a small axe he's like no 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 i can't pick up a small axe okay like you, you can see him looking at things and thinking about how he could or couldn't use a, a specific weapon it, it's a nice sequence yeah the, this is back up to where i was feeling it in the first episode uh for yeah me with this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. top stuff then sakagan episode eight memories and regrets in which we learn zach's real reason for following the gang around very special episode of Saki again, and it's just like, ah, she's got a name which could be easily shortened and make you think uh, some of the things, <laughs> forgetting that yeah. girls can also have short haircuts, you know? <laughs> also, uh, it's not a very good disguise name if you just stick a bunch of syllables on the end of your name, but it seemed to work. No, that is her full name, was just like, yes. uh, just all go, uh, hey, Zach, how's it going? You know, you little squirt, and right, presumed right. a short haircut, and you call it Zach. It's like, oh, yeah, that was like uh, Gagumbo's old partner's little brother. No, it was a little sister. I mean, she's, she wasn't following them around. She didn't like one rush, which you heard it say, the headline about them saving the city. She wasn't like scoping them out, spying them in the cafe to try and get money out of them. That was, was a bonus. She's here for a real reason revenge. Yes. I mean, like, it, it, it paints the other episodes in a different light where it's not that she was trying to get him in a position to kill him. It's like, let me determine if this guy is fucking worth, like, killing or not. Because coming to the decision of he ha- still has not apologized to his fucking daughter is just like, okay, that's it. That's the straw that breaks the back. As well, kind of getting in tight with uh, Memempu so that when, uh, when she kind of has opportunity to get them separated, that Memempu would trust her. And then <laughs> there's anything you hand to her. Oh, here's some, here's some like, here's a little like, uh, drink in a bag I got you. I've had those in Korea. They're a real thing. They're all right. Hmm. Uh, you won't notice I've, I've uh, doped it. And you're going to just uh, come along with me. And you're going to be the bait for my little trap. I, I did like that scene because it's like, oh, she's being really nice to Memempu. And it, it's like, it's like okay, she, like, hey, the kid's hurting. I'm just going to help out. But it was actually like, haha, I'm being nice so I can, you know, do my my plan, basically. Um, but uh, the reason we're kind of learning this as an audience is we're kind of learning this background as we go on. So Kagamba has been in this town before. It's where mm. is it where he was from or where his old partner was from? I think it's where both of them were. It's from. where they yeah. worked out of anywhere. Um, he's yeah. also yeah. one pouring his guts up because yeah, he's just <laughs> just getting smashed with Yuri, just having every beer and beer in the place. In front of Come him. on, let's talk it out. And it's mostly Yuri getting drunk and saying it's like you're a piece of shit, Kagamba. <laughs> Um, so loudly that his old, um, not boss, I guess old like tech guy, he overhears them. And is like, hey, Gagamber, what the fuck are you doing back in town? <laughs> I haven't seen you in ages. Yes, and we learned why he's called Galforce Gagamber is because he has illegal cybernetics. Hmm. Called Gale. Is he kind of like doping? It increases his reactions. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, I can't. I, I was. I'm racking my brain of what it's called in the cyberpunk role playing game. Um, <laughs> it is a thing that anybody yeah. who plays a, char- a combat character is going right. That's the add on I need. The thing which boosts my reflex stat, so mm. I can uh, move super fast and get to act first in any situation. Which is exactly what this attempt eventually. He's, he's had it blocked. He says because it's illegal, but uh, he overrides it when he needs to save his daughter. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking pretty intense second like, sequence there because he gets a call from one saying, "Come to Markov one like uh, one eighty seven. You you remember why? He says, that's when that's when he knows that's where that's where my partner died. That's where he fucking got taken out. So you just go that there, and she's 
about the whole first booby trapped was fucking C4 stuck to the wall. She's got guns she's, hidden everywhere. Yeah. Guns hidden everywhere. She's got one like an arsenal of her own. And she's just unloading the every last bit into him. Um and to his credit, he's fun, he's dodging around, he's fun surviving. But he's getting messed up uh in, while in doing reaching so, for the gun and then kind of like like deciding to kind of leave it. It's like, no, I actually no, this isn't this isn't kind of cool. He's trying to like somehow talk her down, but it's not gonna freaking work really. But um the I, I I did like the later bits where he's very much so fucked up from shrapnel and all this kind of other bits, and you see him moving through the space, and you keep seeing like like the vision of the of her as a kid and her brother, um, being in this space. So it's the difference of the memories yeah. of the place and the the current fucking battle that's going on. I was like, oh, that's that's a really nice um contrast, yeah. Mm. All she wants is an apology. <laughs> you just gonna <laughs> just keep shooting until he does so. Say it's your fault. Doesn't get no, it. <laughs> Does nope. not get it. Um, and uh, yeah, but they tell her she can carry on traveling with them after um, after all of this. So it was it was like I, I wasn't quite certain like what way it was going to go at the end. Uh, but it looked like the, they were just going to kill him, basically. Yeah. The framing of her saying, yeah, we're from midway through this. They could, they could pull a fucking comment on this and take him out, and then she's got to, like, go on by herself, because you still got a team of three there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that the vision she had is more so about where the eventual destination is. It's just going to, you know, we can't go until ever that is, I suppose. Yeah, um, I, 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 it feels like so much of the theme of the show is the father and daughter relationship that yeah yeah it'd yeah, be crazy sure. to rip that out of the show like be, i think it'd be a shock but it'd be crazy but because we've made comparisons to obviously um gurren lagan and other like a bunch of other things you can make comparisons to off of um cyberpunk stuff but like the father daughter thing is like central and if you threw that away it would be it would be kind of weird about like dealing with the trauma with your father mm. rather than dealing with the relationship that you have with. Yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, there was like a dip, different fucking kind of tension now. Like, um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would hope anyway, they would, they won't like, you know, we got this like an armor stuff, um, oh. very quickly when they come back, you know, but I, I saw the fucking preview. It it's, looks like it's the beach episode. It's the hot springs episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it in before the end. Uh, the episode is called yeah. End of Vacation, so I assume that possibly the uh, the preview may not be fully representing the contents. They did that to us before, where we thought, oh, Gagamba's going to go to a gambling thing, and that was just like the opening bit, <laughs> and then it was just like <laughs> about the fact that they lost all that money. Um, no, this so... going to be fun. This going to be fun, like the fun mired in depression. They're going to be fun snapping at each other and saying, "If you fucking guys that are open and just apologize about things and admitted your responsibility and your and your own flaws, we could be going to a hot springs right now." But no, <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck in this fucking mine shaft instead. I, I did enjoy this episode, but I, I did get the thing of it's like if if like Gamber was like, "No, you don't understand." I was like, "Cool, explain what the fuck happened at any time. Just go like, hey, I think... here's what happened." <sighs> But I but think, be... yeah, that is that is possibly a weakness. Is that our two heroes are exceptionally bullheaded to the point you, yeah. you just want them to give an inch occasionally, or even if they don't give an inch, like make a compromise, find a middle ground. But they never fucking do. Just go like, no, we're just gonna fucking go on through. Yeah, it was, they're being like bullheaded, but they think they both each think it's for the it's for the good of the other one. Because the man yeah. who wants to vote and get to because been, I'm, I'm afraid, as you know, if, if we don't want to figure, figure this out, like a gun was going to die. I mean, gun was thinking, I've got to like, do this by the book and do it safely and properly because uh, I don't want to put my daughter in danger. You know, so I said, yeah. oh, I'm going to be like the stern fucking dad and put my foot down when it suits me. But did each one take each other's bullshit? They're very bad at doing that. They can barely but- pile a robot together. I, I presume, despite the fact that Gagumber has been nothing but a shit, like for a considerable portion of the show, I assume it's. That um, what what was the brother's name again? Um, Rufus. Rufus. Uh, I assume that Rufus, like, it's it's not Rufus's fault that he died, but it it made it, it the way it framed what we seen is if Gamma's like, right, I'll leave you off, Rufus. Have a good life. I'm gonna go away now. And I'm wondering, I, we can't do that, Gamma. It's too dangerous. And I was just like, is is it actually like Rufus's fault that he got killed? And that's why he's not admitted anything. But yeah, he didn't want to say it to you. Yeah, I, that's my subject. I assume we don't know why they split up yet. Uh, yeah. 
and we mm. don't know what we know that like almost it, 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 the way it's presented it feels like the moment Kigomba turned his back Rufus was killed by somebody um, yeah yeah but uh, exactly it's, it, it's more like he, he came back later and maybe it's just Rufus wasn't like respecting the dangers of the labyrinth and... the way it's cut and the way you want like check their login information where it's like you were nearby when he died yes so yeah like like you said it, it the way it's framed here it looks like it's like that turned his back instantly fucking smushed into red paste yeah he's 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 definitely trying to spare uh his feelings about what actually happened the same way he's same way he's like being kind of that type of paternalism with his daughter as well he's just trying to like you know oh i gotta like you know just take all this on to me and i'm i'm big enough i'll take it i gotta spare these young women the awful tragedy of um what really went down he's making it worse by not um telling exactly what happened (laughs) <laughs> Unlike a character in uh, another show we'll talk about later, who has come back to make sure a young girl does remember the trauma from her life. <laughs> how how the fuck is Lupin the healthier parental figure in this fucking regard? <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, before we get to him, though, we've got to get to the survivors who we find in episode 59 of Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. Uh, or dads yeah mom and pop they wash up on the shore and they're found by a fearsome bear who turns out to oh, be no. number eight in the beast troop or whatever they're called number eight the beast commando unit yes <laughs> something like that the shot of like the bear stalking through the woods is like in pop kind of going like okay I gotta fucking distract this bear it's like come and get me bear I don't got any MP left but I gotta save mom and the bear kind of coming out and then like doing the oi kind of like just arm wave and I was just like that's a really fun like comedy de-escalation of a tense scene especially considering like the last episode and everything yeah yes Um, and then our little rat boy and the bald chap who I'm never going to remember his name Um... Um, Bardock and uh, Nova (laughs) no it's not Bardock Bardock's the uh, old man I think Bardock oh, sorry, I'm mixing with the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like I said, never going to remember the bulk guy's name. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, <laughs> he went out in a tank one day and that was it. I mean, I remember that he's bald. I can't remember his mate at all. <laughs> I can't remember his name or what he looks like. But uh, Also, Nova is there. He gets to hang around a bit as well with Chew mm-hmm. and the gang. And yeah, they've been re- everyone was rescued by uh, the Order of Carl. And the Queen Flora of Carl. Yeah, she managed to escape with uh, a bunch of her numbers and everything. And she is from a different show. <laughs> <laughs> She's got shoulder pads you could land a light aircraft on. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 was, I think I said it to Brian. I was enjoying the scene where she kind of leaves through a door. Because she, like, she doesn't have to turn or anything. I was like, they have to make the doors wide enough for her to get fucking through yeah, with those shoulders. She's the queen. She will decide uh, what architecture is going to be like in the castle. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she regales them with tales of Avon. And we also learned that Mom's dad was in uh, the Order of Carl with Avon. And they're a great bunch of lads, and I believe we may learn more about them in a couple of episodes' time. Mm, mm. Uh, along with Flora. And mm. uh, she tells them to get their rest. You'd have to work, scurry around to remind me of Avon. Um, yeah, that, that was Avon's great inspiring speech. It's like, well, all we can do is scurry around in, 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 uh, ahead of the enemy army. And Avon's like, well, let's just fucking scurry around, Scurry boys. we will. Uh, and everyone's just like, Avon, you stupid son of a bitch. But it it lightened the mood and they were like yeah and she alludes to that she's got a plan um Mm. and then pop ignores all that and goes hmm she's got quite the mature allure this flora (laughs) (laughs) i feel like getting my head caved in right now so yeah pop on the back because remember this comic is from the 90s yeah 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 and Uh, then the second half die has been carried away by the holy mother dragon because he has died he's died and his <laughs> little Optimus family name and died. And the Honey Brothers Dragon is like, well, we gave the Dragon Knights a shot. They don't seem to work. In fact, they possibly have made it worse because it's caused the uh, 
really pissed off the underworld. With the this. underworld, you, yeah, yeah. You were supposed to keep the balance between darklings, humans, and dragons, but you, you, like, it seems like darklings are going to wipe out the surface world, so that's bad. Um, it's, it's, you're like, the last dragon knight. Like, we're done. It's sort of like if the dragon knight is a nuclear deterrent, that they're just going to like you know just stockpile their own like nukes and then come come at you one day, which they have done in the form yeah. of King Vern. So like let... literally dropping uh, towers on various parts of the world. Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> so let me take your soul to heaven, and you don't have to worry about mortal life anymore. Hold on a second. There's two souls here. <laughs> What's going on? I'm seeing double. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> it's me, his dad. Yes, it's I, me. I'm Baron. actually the one who died. Don't worry. Like yes. he's let him off. Like and technically, he's, he's not a dragon knight because how could there be two dragon knights at the same time? I'm the dragon knight. He's not a dragon. Also, knight. he's half human, so he's yeah. definitely not a dragon knight. You should totally let him go. You should let him go. And Heavenly Mother Dragon's like that. Seems like a good idea. While I'm at it, I'll die and also give him my power. <laughs> Yeah, because we're not making any more Dragonites. I'm sticking to that plan. That's yes. fine. Mm. All or nothing. Last roll of the dice on die. Have everybody's power die. Um, you're the ultimate Dragonite. I will now return you to Leona. And uh, we get a, quite a sweet moment with her. Because um, I, I, th- I think her love for die comes off quite well across the series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she was, uh, she was like, well, the, the first people that he met yes. from like one of the other kingdoms like Nigga Singo and back up and say, You can't be a hero, you're really tiny. You're gonna die a tiny hero. He's like he is tiny, but he's got a big heart. And an even bigger sword. Yeah, it's it's the thing of like again, the first girl he meets is the girl he's gonna be married to oh but it it, it does have the thing of like when they initially meet they're both very childish and we've seen them yes. both mature as people and mature in yeah. their relationship as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also some stuff with Zabara going, ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha, Ooh, it's all going so well. And then Miss Vern goes, I'm watching you, mate. I'm watching you. I don't trust you for the sli- in the slightest. Never trust a traitor. If you betray once, you betray again. That's just in your yeah. nature. It's like, oh, he's right. But I'll be, I'll be very subtle and, and, and coy and when I betray them. Wait for an opportune moment to switch horses <laughs> midstream. As I want to do. And then later Kilver's like, because Vern's complaining it's very boring that they was fighting him back. Uh, and uh, Kilvern's spinning ca- a deck of cards like a roulette wheel. A uh, tarot card kind of yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. And every time he pulls a card, it's the Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Dead Ooh. man's hand. Uh, so he's like, hmm, doesn't bode well. I'm sure they're going to try something. And then he's like, ho, ho, ho. That's why I've kept those two alive. So I could lure whoever <laughs> might come against me into a trap. Hmm. Um, so, okay, send this email out to everybody in the world. Uh, well, to all by the kingdoms invited, by on their mirrors. magic mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear assholes, I'm <laughs> going to fucking wreck this shit in a week by dropping like uh, nukes from my my cool tower. Um, by the way, here are the two traitors. We have Crocodile and Hyunkle. They uh, we used they to be in the my, dark army. Yeah, my dark army. They'll be executed in two days. So if you want to come watch, uh, please come on down. If you want to come watch before I end the world die. in a week, uh, yeah, come on down. And they're like, shit, we only got two days to train rather than a week. Hmm, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if I wonder if somehow I did like because we, we see as well the fake heroes party who have uh, they're been escaped somewhere far up north where it's cold, but even that isn't uh, a refuse from getting nuked by a magic pillar. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of the kingdoms are wondering why he isn't attacking kingdoms with these giant towers. It's like he's obviously setting up like a, a thing to destroy the surface world and make it collapse, is obviously the thing, but yeah. He's been watching Sakagan, obviously, where she does the same thing. Um, like, damn, t- t- ticking clock has just been fucking moved up a couple of yes. minutes. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. Um, highly enjoyable. Yeah, it, I, it is like kind of nice. So, uh, like, this is things seem like irrevocably fucked. You've all been fun scattered around. Yeah. Uh, you've fucking got like only a couple of days. How how much can we can we recover or formulate a plan in the in in that length of time. Uh, mm-hmm. That's pretty fun burn is. He's just, he's just, he's just hanging back. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm just going to keep on laying the punches in. 
that's like a, a tough dude to take down. Um, and he's like, no, that's a good villain too. He doesn't rest on his on his laurels when he's like, like killed off or succeeded in one evil plan. No, keep the momentum, keep on going. <laughs> keep on layering it on. That's a real They have a week to stop me, which means they might gather their forces in a week. If I give them just fucking two days, I force them to make a move before they're ready, that kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Also, Still thinking. more exciting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Dragon Quest. Then we got Muta King, the Dancing Hero, Episode Nine, In the Dark, mm. um, which is I, I love how totally all over the place this episode is. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's given the um, the fat guy from the restaurant like the most to do in anything, and it's mostly like I'm here to help in comedy. Like Papa I was always hurts. here to help. Ooh. Mm. Uh, yeah, so we get a new song from um, Aurora, which is devast- broadcast everywhere, which devastates the city. Um, yep, uh, John YouTube is doesn't know what to do with it because it's on every channel. <laughs> I thought I decided what well, went out on TV, but I guess not. <laughs> the algorithm says I gotta put out the, the, the this idol singer is dead. Uh, They've kidnapped everybody from the uh, diner, except uh, the big guy. His mm. uh, anarchy is has been kidnapped, and also they've kidnapped the sister, taken to a jail cell, and uh, where the dad is being held. That that was a good uh, like. I wasn't as gone on the eek a mouse type thing, but I did like the dad going like, "Hey, how's it going?" It's like, "Have you been locked up here this whole time?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of used to it now, though." He's got his room kitted out. He's got he's got some bookshelves. He's got a few like uh, ornaments there. Just because of personalized the place, make it feel a lot more homey. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of those prisoners is kind of just like he just gets on with things, you know. You know, it's had you know just had a trade for what he wants from the outside. Mm-hmm. One mouse brings it to him, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as you say, John YouTube, whatever his name is, meets up with Sarah, the Gran, at some location mm. covered in keep out tape. I've got more questions about this based on the preview for the next episode. Uh, I'll get to that <laughs> at the end. Uh, they take a very long time to pump up a rubber dinghy. <laughs> so we take yes, it they do. and rescue everybody. So that's, that's when you go like 1.2 times speed to get through that scene. <laughs> uh, Vivi puts the kids from the arcade in a diving bell that was under the arcade. Yeah, it's like you stay here in my uh, fallout shelter from uh, San Francisco apocalypse and I'll see you later. It goes up in the thing. You hear a bonk noise. It's like, did she just hit her fucking head? And you see the disco ball has been bruised somehow that she wears on her head. I was like, that's fucking really funny, actually, just to just loose the tension on that moment. But she does leave them with a a mirror ball as a keepsake to keep them safe. Yes. Hmm. Which and then they ponder whether... They ponder like that. She seems to have kept them there to be safe all their mm. lives, uh, and as they're pondering whether they should leave and go and help themselves, the glitter ball starts glowing mysteriously. Mm. The one person who isn't in this episode is Suta King. Where's Suta King? Yeah, I mean, like he is no, he is no. I mean, like everything's fucked in you know San Francisco, so he's no point to show up and go like, "Hey guys, I'm being cool. All right, <laughs> see you later." But uh, presumably he'll show up to save the day or something. I don't fucking know. I'd cause he'd be locked up in one of the cells, actually. He's like, Suda King, what are you doing here? Just chilling, you know. And then he opens the door and leaves or something. Yeah. Anyways, I had to go now. Goodbye. <laughs> um, oh, God. But yeah, a lot of it's uh, Muteki kind of running around going like, where is everyone and what the fuck is going on? Everything seems kind of fucked. And i got to find my boyfriend, DJ. Where is he? He's being hmm. fed bad octopus cells. So the reason he took his shirt off wasn't so we could see his fucking jacked body. Uh, it's so we could see the the similar tattoo to that Vivi has. Yes. Um, the octopus tattoo consuming him. Yeah. And yes, and he's literally forcing uh, bad octopus cells down his throat in a cup as well. And he mm. seems to be having flashbacks to being bullied as a child. Cause he for being a, an octopus. For being an octopus. Um, and yeah, the mouse finds Muteki and leads him through the base. Mm. All um, the mice, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, where it ends with him face to face with the Octian version of DJ. Oh, um, he's got the got them, got them red, scary eyes. Also, his hmm. pattern is just changed to you know like awful shade of grey. Yeah, he's kind of like a bluey purple, and his eyes are the the whites of his eyes are yellow, and he's a monstrous version of DJ. Uh, um, the preview indicates that the guys in jail are escaping. Um, hmm. uh, the the weird thing is, Sarah has a boot, the booty king badge. But it's the Muta King badge from the original Muta King. This Muta King, I don't think, has that badge and has never had that badge in any of the character designs they've used. Okay. <laughs> That's what he's missing. Hmm. Um, yeah, because she's got the six-pointed Sheriff Star with the MT hmm. on it, which I don't think is on any of the designs of this version of Muta King. I, I think the only time the star shows up was it was in his musical numbers. There was a lot of stars, like the little yeah. stars would drop on the monster's head, that kind of thing. I think there is a star on the design, but it doesn't have like the MT in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm curious as if, they, if they're going to be so ambitious in the last three episodes as to go, look, it's a direct sequel to the original. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Particularly with this yeah. episode's design of DJ as a kid, as a baby, particularly with his uh, very cartoon oc- octopus mouth. Mm. Yeah, the, the, I suppose that, that is something that they are trying to do with going, they're going back and uh, reviving an old Tatsunoko show because they did that with Yatterman Night, where it was like, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic sequel to the first Yatterman. For Yatterman, he was so good at being a hero that he kind of uh, went crazy and started punishing all crimes no matter how small and it became this like uh fucking police state under his rule mm. just good i fucking hate it man you fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> and, and i put a focus on the actual heart of the show which was like doronjo and, and and the two boys like getting into scrapes uh they were the real thing you can came to watch like the other man is fucking yo-yo god i hate that guy then <laughs> finally we've got lupin the third part six episode seven an untold tale as it Holmes versus Lupin the Third versus Holmes, yeah, yeah. Ah, this this is the stuff I wanted. Uh, mm. This is this really is... helped that we watched an entire like attempted two full series of Moriarty the Patriots. Yes. We know who all, all, yeah, all, all his additional side characters are as well. It's, we have a recent fucking reminder of who all these names being dropped are. Yeah. <clears throat> so we open with uh, Albert meeting. A informant in the middle of a field, presumably in France, uh, mm. possibly in England, but presumably in France. Uh, they were talking about the Raven, and the guy gets shot. It's like uh, I can give you more information, but it's going to cost you more. I'm in a lot of trouble in this situation, and it's going to cost you. He gets shot through the fucking head, and Albert just rolls up his bulletproof windows and drives <laughs> the fuck away. <laughs> You also made sure to meet specifically at Montserrat Michel, and, and, and that's a fucking practically an anime pilgrimage uh, fucking location at this stage. And it turns out this man, is, the assassin, is Sebastian Moran. Yeah. <laughs> a modern day version the, of him. He's more like the sort of the hardened military man with the stash, and maybe a more. Realistic version of yes. what that kind of air rifle would look like. It requires like a massive I, I canister like of compressed yeah. air to operate it. Like I imagine it has to be pumped up with a considerable amount of pressure. So he has to wear huge, two huge gas tanks on his back to fucking get it working. But I was like, that looked really good. Um, you also have Lupin and Jigen coming in as a, on a tugboat under Tower Bridge. Uh, uh, yeah. Like kind of going, it's like, hey, I'm going to fucking track down the assassin. Like you get the information and I'm going to get the assassin. It's like, Jigen's like, don't we generally do this the other way around? It's like, yeah, but you're better at assassin knowing stuff. Yeah, then we like, see how he gets up. the information later on in a great pullback and reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he's casually on the phone after kicking the shit out of like 20 guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lestrade is like drowning a sorrow in the pub. Uh, you gotta crack this case. <laughs> gotta catch that loop by him. And then a guy comes in, I know how you feel, dude. Here, let me get you a pint. <laughs> And they they get wasted. Uh, uh, his his partner guy is getting wasted on wine because he's classier than the two of them. Which is why you know that when Zanagata turns up, uh, Chase and Loop on their own, and he's sobered up awful quickly. How do you get yourself that way? You know, ah, this must not be the real Zanagata. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. That and as Lupin points out, he's being really cool right now. This doesn't seem like Seneca. <laughs> We're under like heavy fire here in his graveyard, uh, getting sniped. We're going to kind of casually describe. You could get, get behind these two. He's still like an old firing compressed air rounds that are powerful enough to up to fun shatter the tombstones around us. But let's have a little chat about hey, why is he trying to kill you? Well, it's a long story. Um, uh, Lupin does meet Zinagata <laughs> on the roof across the road from. <laughs> What's it, 2221 Baker Street? I've forgotten the number. 221 B, yes. Ah, um, yeah, he, where he seems to be watching out for an assassin going after the kid. Yeah, uh, Sherlock Holmes is definitely at home. You know, he's, he's standing right there by the window, being perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even do a home loan, like, attach the cutout to, like, a train <laughs> set or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zenigata, like they rooftop chase, chase him into a graveyard, and then they have enough t- time and cover in a graveyard to have a very long conversation about what really happened 10 years ago to this day, or something like that. Yes. <laughs> there was a guy who was going to inform about the raven, but then he legged it, and he ended up running into. The executioner, who appears to be Lestrade, um, mm. yeah, um, <laughs> which makes an interesting fucking thing of it. It was like, like, like a way more spinning it because uh, Lestrade early like he meets um, Lee coming out of school, and it's just you know trying to be kind of I guess to kind of the comforting kind of cool uncle to her, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. So don't worry, we'll catch that loop and, you know, it'll be all right. You don't need to worry about those flashbacks of having the awful headaches that come along with them. Uh, mm. So if he was the one who fucking laughed her own dad, you know, I guess that would have been awesome as well. He's just like, maybe feel some regret or guilt about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, we see him kill the informant, which he does not have any, but then Watson comes in and... Uh, they sh- with yeah, him. he doesn't oh, straight. Away, he could have just straight away shot Watson, but he didn't. Instead, they mm. Watson tries to take the gun off him, and we learn after the fact after we see the flashback that Watson had followed them because he recognised the guy. Exactly. Um, and so they think if Lee, if he recognised it, Lily may have recognised it as well. And then the gun it was goes someone up. in his yeah. life, and Lily might have seen him as a four-year-old at the yes. time, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, gun... I, 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 Watson was driving her to the hospital because she come down with a terrible fever, uh, but she was also in the car, and she would have seen the same like dude uh, that's out the window. So yeah, better safe yeah. than sorry. Yeah, uh, the executioner. The gun goes off, and the executioner looks concerned and worried, and that he, but also that he didn't want to shoot Watson. It was the other thing that was making me think the executioner was like Holmes for a while, but it doesn't line up to a lot of other things the way Lestrade does. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, I, th- I think of it too. Um, we first saw the executioner through the window strip with those insane eyes. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. who was somebody who 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 can't get through all that without suspicion would be someone inside the force, which he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he throws a uh, flash grenade and then legs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Lily comes down, she instead sees Lupin the Third, who was also oh, there. Oh, it's a, hiding yeah, it's the a shadows. smoke grenade. So when the yeah. smoke clears, he's, he's yeah, gone smoke, down to yeah. check the body, and she sees Lupin and her dead father. Screams, get knocked out, and uh, Sherlock Holmes shows up and goes like, "Hey, get the like, if just long as you walk away. Not to touch Lily. You never fucking come into her life again. I'll let you walk the fuck away right now." And Lupin's kind of like back. To the present saying to um, Zenigata, it's just like, yeah, he, he he had a pegged from the fucking moment he saw. It's like, yeah, he knew I didn't do it, but he also knew it's like, if we fight each other to the death, we might both fucking die, and then there's no one to take care of Lily. And I decided to push the issue to make sure she remembers her <laughs> memories because yes. he Holmes was quite fucking stupid to not um, let her remember this thing. It's important for her personal growth. Yeah, uh, as well, like this more like one. Hey, the dude who killed her dad is still out there, and yeah, yeah, like it, and it's fucking. They're still out there. They're full, still like running this shit and wrecking countless other lives as well. It ain't, it ain't right. So, you know, me being like a villain who takes down actual real worst villains, that doesn't sit right with me. We should fucking go get him. And then is like, "Okay, that sounds good. Let's take care of this guy." Right. <laughs> Which they they manage to do, but he leaps off a building and disappears. He also, before he leaps off, he's like, "What? No, oh, I'm not working for the Raven. That's the old school." Which is what Lupin's also learned from Jigen when Jigen ran rang them up while mm. they were being shot at. Um, 
that he's working for. The Professor. You'll Ooh. never catch the Professor. Early <laughs> building. Damn him, he's Napoleon of crime. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to like a, a sequence uh, of like uh, little bits of uh, 20th century UK history montage mm. of oh yeah it's like the raven have been controlling everything they were behind thatcher they were behind the, the assassination of diana it's all in there i mean like killing princess diana is one thing but putting thatcher in power like ooh, that's yeah, pretty Falkland, evil. falklands war you know that was this thing that going to jump up <laughs> yeah, to support sure. at home yeah it's, it's rotten to the core um uh, there's also the thing of why the lads are commiserating in the pub um because the, the master detective is back in the job what's the point of police detectives anymore because he, he it shows him solving a case using a kind of knockoff iron brew which is fucking really funny to <laughs> yes me. um yeah good stuff um and then we we learn in the preview for next week's episode that lupin did well he he kind he stayed out of his life but uh a certain other member of the gang did interfere at some point. Mm. So we're going to get yeah. another Jigen episode. It's another like, guest script as well. Um... Yes, from a guy who got his break writing a Loop on the Third game book in 1986. <laughs> like his... a tabletop game? Uh, no, a choose your own adventure type game. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, he, 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 was, he was definitely a dude who. Um, to have an idea, hadn't this idea, I guess, in their, in their notebook for a Jigen episode, because lots of those are about, oh, she was like the grizzled old sharpshooter, though, having this rapport with this um, with this young girl who he feels protective of. And so it's like, well, we got both of those in this particular series, Lupin Loop, arcs, so we can probably slot you in here somewhere. Just call it a flashback episode. And we're yeah, all set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, he's done a bunch of Lupin. Uh, he did an uh, early Lupin uh, light novel as well. Um and loads of those game books there. That's what suddenly set me off on a a uh, mini investigation on Twitter earlier. I was like, "Oh, well, that's interesting." I didn't know there was the same craze for game books around. Probably, yeah, around the time there was still a craze for game books in the UK. Apparently, the fighting fantasy magazine Warlock went lasted longer in Japan than it did in the UK. <laughs> okay, um, cool. So there you go. Also, it's a little bit more information on it forms a bigger picture of like how everything ties together in pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just wish we got a Lupin series which was the same but with animators, not with writers, because it does feel yeah, five and part five and part six particularly are very much like look at the writer we've got right in the episode, and man, I just love to see it with like. Uh, as wild a variety as Space Dandy had, but with uh, Lupin. Like, I wonder if it's because they, they, with each of these new um, series of Lupin, they wanted to keep that consistent style. Yeah, that they, I, it's they, TMS. They, they don't edit it. Yeah, yeah I, think it's just, I think it's TMS. Consistency is the thing you go to TMS for. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. Um, and we're not getting as wild differences as we got in part five with like okay we have a we have like a five part story and then we're going to tell a story in the style of an earlier series yeah yeah um instead we're going to tell a story in the style of a different author um it's not going to be like some sort of i wonder if they're going to do that next week as well there must be like detective things set at british public school girls there's got to be a thousand of those Yeah. yeah sure uh, Jigen's got to do a 21 jump street on this. least <laughs> <laughs> believable. <laughs> or most believable. Hey, Boarding school student you've ever seen. With a fucking chin-strap beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if it was like Centridians, he'd be uh, the Flash Harry, wouldn't he, of the uh, story. <laughs> and that's not really a detective <laughs> situation. Uh, well, who knows? Uh... Now I imagine Arthur Cole, uh, Arthur, yeah, uh, no, uh, George Cole, Arthur, uh, Arthur Daly's his character, George Cole playing uh, Jigen now. But... Uh, I'm curious how they're going to do this next one. I assume it's going to be, since it's a Jigen episode, a little more like cool guy action orientated, but um, which will make uh, for a nice change of pace, yeah. It's, it's going to like be protecting her by, by, by sniping from like outrageous angles yes. to try and protect her from things, and she'll never know he was there. 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. called Last Bullet. So yeah, I think you might be onto something there, Niall. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know, I know how your chicken ones go. It's like that. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm also a fan of those episodes, so I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. More of them was always good. Yeah, like amazing gun stunts, uh, things, things which would be on MythBusters as to disprove that uh, he could possibly <laughs> do it. It doesn't matter that you can't do it. It's cool. Oh, uh, he's going to use the ice bullet, isn't he? Yeah, ice bullets. That's, that's, <laughs> no evidence. I mean, I quite like MythBusters, but I think some of the, some of those seasons are a little heavy on the gun myths. But I suspect that's just. Uh, a product Arrogant? of the society that it's made it. Well, it's as well that um, there was a, a good stretch of it where even though what they were investigating and debunking had nothing to do with explosives or bombs or fire, if we get to the end, well, we didn't have proof of this proof, let's blow it up anyway. <laughs> you get, you got to have a big finisher, and if you can't prove or disprove it, you might as well have a big explosion, yeah. Uh, that's it though that's it for this week uh, but next week no more let's go it's let's go Jojo instead oh, oh thank oh, goodness I thought we were cancelled <laughs> as we all have to practice self control and not watch 12 episodes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in a row I have not watched the new episode yet and I think that shows the amount of restraint I'm capable that's of that's more restraint than I'm capable of <laughs> uh, I, I, watched, I watched one because like literally, I expected anybody to go, "Wow, this George is the craziest!" It's like, yeah, lads, fucking slow down on this, all right? Because yeah. you're not, you're not getting any more from one side. Right? I have to realize this, right? Let's just let's, let's parcel this out. It's a special yes. thing that happened here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it's a good it's a good match for Netflix, as I see it sitting here next to Seinfeld. Uh, and uh, the opening scene in the first episode. But more of that next week, as we'll be back yeah. Tuesday. For more, uh, let's go. It should be Tuesday. I just need to double check it, but for some reason I couldn't do it on Tuesday. I'll let you know off mic. Okie dokie. <laughs> we'll be back then. Goodbye for now, dear viewer. We are still here. There we go. That's good. I was 